What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Process Sports Radio. Once again, I'm your host, Justin. We have Balraj from More Than Sports back here. Balraj, how you doing, my man? I'm doing great. How are you doing, my sir? Oh, I'm perfect. I'm all right. It's almost Christmas perfect. time. You, you know, you perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not perfect. I'm all right. Um, but yeah, I'm doing good. We're going to be talking about some sport. big news at the NBA. NBA uh, training camp, about- bro. NBA training camps around the corner. Um, mm-hmm. And we started the seasons around the corner, which is going to be really exciting. Um, and we got a couple of a couple like a big trade that happened in the NBA, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, and we're also going to talk about our top five favorite athletes of any sport of all time. Um, but before, please make sure you follow us on Instagram, um, at Process Sports, at More Than Sports, uh, TikTok. You can follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, all of that. It's the same. Thank you again for your support. But let's go right into it, bro. So this week finally happened. Russell Westbrook got traded to the Washington Wizards for John Wall and a first-round pick. What was your immediate reaction when you first heard the trade? It's like a wash-off trade. I don't know what both teams are doing. To me, it made no sense. If I'm James Harden and I have the opportunity to go play with Kyrie and Kevin Durant, and then they got me Boogie Cousins. I love my boy Boogie Cousins. He could be potentially good. And then we get John Wall. I mean, John Wall has been meh ish throughout the years yeah. and he's had some big playoff runs but it really hasn't led to anywhere again yeah. i'm not an athlete so i'm not gonna hate on him and uh, but i mean like for russ he gets to go to the east i think this low-key benefits russ more just because he gets to go play with like a shooter he we've already kind of seen this with uh, kevin durant we've seen it with paul george and now we see it we saw it with james harden now he gets to go back in the i mean he gets to go to the east and just gets yeah. to have the ball in his hand majority of the time. No worries. Reunites with his boy, Scotty Brooks. Uh, Brooks, yeah. yeah. They had a, apparently, they love each other. So I guess that kind of works out. But the, I mean, John Wall going to Houston, it seems like it's a big, because they have a big three if you look at it now. But it's kind of yeah. like a mad big three because you got James Harden, you got Boogie Cousins, and now you got John Wall. John Wall and Boogie go back way back when they played in Kentucky for the Wildcats. So I guess maybe they it's have a big blue nation reunion there. Big blue. I guess maybe they have some sort of chemistry because they did uh, dominate that playoff tournament, but I think they did lose that year. They didn't. Yeah, that's the year Kentucky had. It was John Wall, Dwight Cousins. I think Eric Bledsoe was on that team too. Yeah, I think so too. It's, it's Patrick a, Patterson. Yeah, flashback. Yeah, Heavy man. flashback. And that, that was the, they were supposed to win it all, and they didn't win. They but didn't win. Uh, what's it called? Uh, it was um it's I'm like I said to get into my immediate reaction of it, like you said, it was like a wash trade. I'm like, well, it doesn't really do much. I think the biggest thing is Washington got better because Westbrook stayed more healthier than John Wall. <laughs> yeah, that's about right? it. <laughs> that's that's really it. Like, I mean, they both have the same pretty much identical contracts. Yeah. Pretty much identical style players, right? Yeah, Westbrook um, you know, does average a little bit more triple doubles and stuff like that. But um both athletic point guards or we'll see how athletic John Wall is coming off injury and stuff like that. But um, it, for me, like you said, it doesn't really push the needle much. I think Houston, I think the writing's on the wall. Like it's time to dis- dismantle it and yeah. rebuild, right? Try to get rid of Harden. Um, it, lo- it looks like Harden is, does not want to be there anyway. They were, the team was working out this week and he's partying with little Baby, giving him $100,000 <laughs> and a Richard Milley watch. So, yeah. I mean, like, I don't think James Harden wants to be in Houston, clearly, right? Yeah. Right, he's not with the team. Um, I know I was just reading um, the new coach of this, Stephen Silas or whatever his name is. He's yeah, like, yeah. I'm gonna give uh, James Harden some space. So if they're if they're in the in, if they're in the let's give you some space part of the relationship, that's probably not a good sign. Probably means that this relationship's coming to an end. And usually um, that's what it means. Usually, usually, yeah, it's gonna come to an end. Um, yeah. But like you said, like I think Westbrook and Beal in a backcourt will probably make the playoffs in the East. I think you and I can both agree on they that. Should, yeah. Um, I think they're probably gonna be like, they're not, of course, better than Milwaukee, right? They're not better than Miami. I don't think they're better than Toronto either. Uh, Boston probably not either. They're probably like a fifth or sixth seed in the East, in my opinion, right? Yeah. Potentially cause some de- cause some issues in the first round or whatever. Yeah. Um, but like I said, it doesn't. It's a, it's a lateral trade, dude. Like, I don't know what. I don't know what. If it's, it doesn't really, it doesn't do much for anybody, to be honest with you. Yeah. Maybe a fresh start might be good for John Wall too, right? Yeah. Maybe he does refine his game and maybe some magic happens between him and Harden. But like you said the chances of that happening are slim to none because Harden needs the ball and Harden does yeah. not want to give the ball up. And what does John Wall need? He needs the ball, right? Yeah. John Wall's an off ball player. 
yeah. right? So, and I want to see how the dynamic between Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook uh, play off. Because Bradley Beal averaged 30 points last year. Yeah. Like, people Sleeper. don't realize that Bradley Beal out- averaged 30 points last year. And did, I, don't he, I don't think he so made well. an all... Did he even make an all-NBA team, right? Did he not? I mean, I don't, I, he was, he I wasn't an all-star this year, right? Uh, it's just like, it's like well, people forget like Bradley Beal like, is a really cold player too, right? Yeah. Um, but it's clear that Washington wanted to build around Beal, I think. That's yeah. like their guy now. Um, so we'll see what happens. I don't think it's going to work particularly well for both of them. It's kind of just here. Here's you take our problem, we'll take your problem, and we'll see what happens, right? Yeah. I, I don't I don't see like one team particularly winning more yeah. so than the other one. Um, if we're talking relative championship aspect or anything like that. I mean, either the problem with both these point guards is that like they're in the wrong era, in my yeah. opinion. 100%. Both of them can't really shoot because I saw Russell Westbrook when they were playing the Lakers. They were just like not even like ten feet. Just like yeah. shoot it. We'll live with it. John Wallace hit like a couple big shots, but like even his shooting is not consistent, bro. He's not consistent. That's the thing. So when you're playing with James Harden, you have to adapt to playing off to the ball, off ball. And I don't. You want to be a spot up shooter when you play with James Harden too. But he's been working hard. Like I've been seeing John Wall. Yeah, I saw. I know Katie's came on and said that he looks really good. But like I was like kind of like, okay, well, can you really take that much stock into practice or like run, like like playing, running, running, running and stuff like that? Like it's not an NBA level, like type of physique or whatever right yeah so, and plus you know john walls is 30 years old he's had an achilles injury and it's hard to come off with man like it's yeah it's definitely now I, of course like we want to see him do well and stuff like that but i just don't see uh john wall or james harden this is working at all what do you think about the boogie acquisition for the uh rockets because i again think that like i problem. said like boogie is like um that's a bit healthy for like the last i don't like this thing like i really want to say i think boogie when he was in new orleans was and in sacramento was at his peak of his powers he was just you know supreme passing at the at the center position he could handle the ball he could pull up he was he was starting to pull away and shoot from three right and it just unfortunately the achilles injury and then the other injuries and stuff that all piled up and kind of derailed his career where i love to see him get back on track yes but i just don't I just don't see it happening now. I just think it's too many injuries he's lost as the athleticism. He's older now, right? Maybe playing with John Wall might spark him, but I really, I, I don't see much happening. It basically just gave James Harden, like, here, we're going to give you Boogie Cousins potential, but he's risk uh, and then we'll give you John Wall as well. Very high. Yeah, it's like, like, <laughs> and I saw somebody tweet out saying like, oh, like run it, the Houston Rocks got a squad now. No, they don't, man. They got a bunch of what ifs, right? They what if a squad is like injury free. Yeah, injury free and if everybody fits. But it's, yeah. if, if this was like five years ago, then yeah, this team's loaded. But it's not five years ago, dude. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's not, I don't think it's going to work in my personal opinion. I just think that Washington might make the playoffs and that's probably the bar. That's it, right? I don't think he, I don't think Houston's a playoff team unless James Harden goes crazy and drags them into there. But then again, will James Harden be in Houston in a couple of weeks? I think he's already start? mentally checked out. I think so too. Like I think James Harden's done with Houston. He doesn't want to be a part of it. Uh, the situation, right? I think he wants out. I think, although it's this is Brooklyn's the only option, I could see him being so desperate he might open up his list to maybe a Philly or New some York, other team. Knicks. Uh, I don't know about the Knicks, bro, because I don't think anybody wants to go to the Knicks. If James Harden ended up in New York, oh my God. Yeah, bro, I like, mean, like, he would end up in New York, but then he might just turn into Carmelo Anthony again. And like, like I said, he's never going to win a title yeah. with the Knicks, right? So it depends on what James Harden wants. If James Harden wants the championship, he's going to want to go to Brooklyn, right? If he wants to be the man still and be the ball-dominant guy, he's going to go anywhere else, right? I mean, now, did he I reject think it, 50 mil from the Houston Rockets contract? Extension? Exactly. He rejected. If you don't, if you reject $50 million a year for $100 million, basically, what he turned down, you don't want to be there, man. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. care what anybody's. Like, if you offered me $50 million to stay there anywhere in the world, I'd stay there. That's yeah. $50 million. Yeah, I get nice. it. James Harden's made a lot of money in his career, yeah. right? But $50 million is still $50 million. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, man. Like, um, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with the, with the Rockets. Like that's the biggest storyline next to like will the Lakers repeat? Yeah. Um, one thing with the NBA I want to talk to you about was, um, I was reading it yesterday. It was Paul George saying that he wants to retire a Clipper? Blah blah blah. 
And it was funny seeing, like, you know, he said he never wanted to leave Indiana. He said he never wanted to leave Oklahoma City. Now he's saying this. Like, do you think Paul George lost the season with the Clippers? Technically, he wasn't a free agent in either of those situations. He got traded. So, I guess. I mean, but, like, did he force his way out of both those situations, though? I think he did. He did. He forced his way to Indiana and he forced his way out of Oklahoma City. I mean, he, uh, that's a kind of like a weird interview that he gave because he was kind of like ripping Doc. Yeah, man. Way. Like he was ripping Doc. And that's the one thing about Paul George, man. It's just like, just own up to the fact that you have not performed to your level in the playoffs, right? Like, yeah. just don't, like, like, I don't understand why you're throwing Doc under the bus. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I think Doc, I remember when the, they first lost, Doc was kind of blaming the whole bubble situation and stuff like that. And they weren't conditioned and stuff like that. I guess, like, they left a little bit of turmoil and stuff. But, like, dude, just own up to the fact. Like, I saw Kawhi say, yeah, yeah, I own up to it or whatever, right? Yeah. Why just own up to it and say, like, hey, man, like, I did, I fucked up. Like, I just didn't perform. I came up small. Right? Rather than – this is adding more gas to the fire. People want to hate the, on the Clippers, right? Yeah. So, but I, a lot of people do feel that, like, I've been like, listening to other podcasts was just that Paul George is a bit more skilled than Kawhi Leonard Of course. Is. Paul, Paul, I think we talked about this before, right? Like, Paul George, when his game is on, dude, he's, like, one of the most smoothest bucket yeah. getters in the NBA. Like, his game is so smooth. He's uberly talented, but it's on this aspect of it right here, bro. Yeah. Like, he loses it on the mental side of it. So, uh, what he was saying was that Doc had him come off, like, more off ball screens, coming off, ball off screen, pin, yeah. off, pin, pin down, than just, like, jumpers. He's like, I don't I, – I, that's like not something like, I'm made him put, like, more like J.J. Redick or something like that. Yeah, yeah, he's like, I – like, a lot – like, do you think – who, who's the new coach again? I'm t- it's Ty Lue, right? Ty Lue, yeah. So, do you think Kawhi Leonard is like the he runs it on the Clippers, but clearly he does. He doesn't even live in LA. He still lives in San Diego. <laughs> yeah, but like, do you think it would make sense because Paul George clearly isn't satisfied on what he said? Is like, do they run their offense through PG, and then Kawhi is kind of like the second fiddle, and then just takes over, or do you think no. they still run their offense through Kawhi? And no, Paul man, you got you got to run it. You got to run it through Kawhi, dude. Kawhi is. Kawhi is the guy that they got, right? They got PG because Kawhi told him to get PG, right? Yeah. It's Kawhi's team. Now, I don't... I, if this thing goes bad again this year, man, I don't think Kawhi stays. I don't think PG stays. I think they might move off, both of them, right? Like the Clippers I, are just cursed. I, honestly, dude, like, I think, like, if the Clippers don't win this year, why would they stay? Like, why would, like, you know, think about how much hatred they're getting out there now, right? Like, Especially if the Lakers repeat. Oh, if the Lakers repeat and the Lakers yeah, clearly have a dynasty in the making, and what, there's no point if you stay. You might as well go to the back to the East, Kawhi, come back to Toronto, right? You have to get a chance to go back to Toronto. Valid, yeah. I'm not even like, I, I swear, like, I've been telling people this too. Like, I think, you know, if the Lakers, I mean, something like the Lakers, the Clippers flounder and something goes wrong this year and Kawhi goes to free agency, let Raptors off cap space, man. Kawhi, uh, Masai is still there. You never know. You never know, right? You never How know. How is Toronto's cap situation looking They're different? Essentially, year, next you know? year, their cap's going to just have Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet. So that means they could hypothetically sign Kawhi and another Max player. Nah, I think it's another Max player, maybe like a near Max player. Giannis take the discount. Nah, I don't know about <laughs> that. But we'll, I don't know what's happen with Giannis, but I don't know, man. I definitely think the Clippers are. If it doesn't go go well this year, I think they could trade PG by the trade deadline. Do you think PG and Kawhi have the same relationship that like D Wade and LeBron had? Remember the first no. year where they were trying to like figure it out, and then D Wade no. went to LeBron. Like, I, I don't, I don't PG. think, I don't see, I don't see Kawhi going to Paul George and being, hey, it's your team now. I'll take a step back. Yeah, no way. That's I don't think it's gonna happen. I think Kawhi's wired like that. I don't think. Because think about it, Kawhi came to LA last year and it was like, it's Kawhi's town now. Kawhi's the king of LA, blah, 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 right? Yeah. And I don't think, I don't see him going to, and Paul, I don't think Paul George has, has it in him to be a number one lead on a team to win a championship. That's just my personal opinion. I think he's a yeah. good number two. Yeah. Um, but I just don't think he has the mental, the mental, like the mental strength to be a number one and that leader. Um, so I think the Clippers are a really, really interesting thing and what the hell is going to happen with them, right? Um, but yeah, that's. I don't know exactly. Like, I don't know what the hell's gonna happen. But dude, I'm actually so excited. The NBA will be back in like two. What days it say? It's December the fifth. In 17 days, the NBA will be back. And it just feels like just yesterday the Lakers had won the title. Yeah, LeBron made an appearance on he a did. podcast. He did on Road Not Trip ours. with Richard. On I'm sad. On, on uh, yeah, 
with Richard Jefferson and he was talking yeah. about it and uh, he was talking all about their new acquisitions and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, they got sixth man, the reigning sixth man, a champion of Marcus Gasol who apparently has LeBron's defensive player of the year trophy at his house. Yeah. So are the Lakers a shoe in to repeat this year? I mean, I'm, I was like awfully surprised by like LeBron's confidence when he was talking on the podcast. Like it just seemed like they were cool collect like, yeah, yeah, we will. Well, we we can repeat. I was like, damn, LeBron, I love that confidence. Yeah. Uh, I guess because uh, I think they do repeat, but I feel like a lot of people have been saying like Katie's been looking nasty in uh, like pre- uh, he's just hooping on the side. Like yeah. So I mean, the only team that realistically scares me is those two because they're just Brooklyn. different type of breeds of scoring. And- yeah, man, I think you're right. Like I kind of wish if Clay was healthy, like we would have saw yeah. like that would have made it even more interesting. Because I think that like, I think we talked about before, like if Golden State was at full strength, yeah, um, they would have you know they would have given I think they would have given the Lakers a run for their money. Yeah. Um, but like I said, dude, the West. I mean, same basically the same West as last year, plus Golden State and Houston got worse. Right, basically, yeah. So I mean, like, I don't, I don't think Utah is gonna do anything. Portland, you know, Melo's back. I like the addition of Rocco and stuff like that, but I don't think Portland has the dogs to beat the Lakers, right? I don't think any, I don't see anybody in the West that has a dog that has the, the skill to beat the Lakers. I don't think the Bucks have a chance to make the finals now. They, they, they didn't get Bogdanovich, right? Yeah. I don't see the Bucks making the finals either. Uh, I think it's gonna be a Lakers Nets final. I think yeah. that that's what it's shaping up to be now. Miami Loki could sneak in again. Miami dude. Now the one thing is, bro, Kyrie's already on his his stuff now, bro. He's saying he's not gonna talk to the media this year. That's good. That's very good. It is, I guess, but I mean like I don't know, man. Like I just kinda wish Kyrie just, just laid low and just didn't make any noise. He is maybe him not, maybe but, not. but here's the thing though, him not talking to the media is gonna make it a really big story. It is right? definitely. Yeah. It's gonna be like whole Marshawn Lynch type of thing where he's not gonna talk to the media. It's gonna be an even bigger issue. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Right. I just kind of wish Kyrie just you know just played it cool. Just played it cool, right? Like. Yeah. Now that's not how he's wired though. Kyrie's clearly not a regular dude in that aspect, right? Yeah. Um. But the thing is, like, you know, also it is. It's like. I don't. We have to. I have to see KD and Kyrie fit well together first yeah. before I really, really put them in that. The East is so wide open, in my opinion, still too, right? You don't know, right? It's such an unknown because Katie's coming back from injury. How is he going to match with Kyrie? Um, the Lakers, I mean, the Lakers are pretty much, I think they're the clear-cut favorites because they're the cha- eight of the champs and they got better and younger. Yeah, and they have like a good locker room, like good yeah. team chemistry. If that people, well, I feel like, yeah. When you I have a leader want- like when you have a leader like Le- LeBron, that's what's going to happen. True, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think the Lakers are... Definitely going to be um, the favorites. heavy favorites to repeat again, which yeah. is kind of expected. And we'll see what happens. You know, LeBron just signed a new new deal. AD signed a new deal. Perhaps LeBron uh, figures something out with Bronny James when he comes in for the draft. And we'll see what happens then. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks <laughs> like the Lakers are going to be a force for the next few years at least. Definitely. Yeah. All right, let's slide into our feature topic of the day today. We were going to be nice. talking about the five, your five favorite athletes of all time in any sport. Yeah. So, Balraj, what is your? I'm let me go. go we'll go one by one. I'll one by one. Okay, you go. I'll let you go first. Okay, I'm going to start off with the first player that I ever, any sport that I ever watched. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I watched Marcus Daslin for the Vancouver. Ah, you stole my first. number one, man. <laughs> So young me is just there, you know, switch over to the channel seeing like it's uh, Sportsnet from SpongeBob to, I was like, yo, who's this guy, <laughs> right? Well, this guy got a nice, like Marcus Naslin back in the day was dude, so filthy. Oh my him. God. Like, dude, the guy I, I inspired, I bought, I was like, you know, when you get hockey sticks, it would have like the name on the player. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah, Naslin, Corbin, right? yeah. Like, yeah. So I was like, yo, I need a Marcus Naslin stick. Yeah. And then I got it. Then he, I remember Marcus Naslin had like one of the, deadliest wrist shots i've ever seen 100 100%, 100%, 100%, bro and me just being young i was like i need a nazi jersey i need this yeah. so i got like a marcus marcus naslin jersey put it up and it's just like everything in my room was like marcus naslin marcus yeah. naslin marcus naslin and i got obsessed where to the point where i was like i'm not gonna watch anymore like this like cartoon shit i'm gonna wake up every single day the canucks marcus Nas- i love watching marcus naslin and he's such yeah. a humble dude 
Dude, you took the number one right on the ball, man. That was the first, like, first, like, athlete I ever was, like, a huge fan of. Marcus yeah, Davis. Yeah. He was such oh. a... And here's the thing. Now that I got older, right? Like, people... Like, I get it. This, people love the Sedins and stuff like that yeah, in Vancouver yeah. because they're, like, the best players ever in Canucks history, right? Yeah. People, like, slander Marcus Nazlin so much and it pisses me off so much because, look, yeah. dude, this guy was the best hockey player in the game of hockey. Yeah. Not only he put scored the most goals, had the most points, stuff like that, but he was so smooth out there on the ice, dude. Like, yes, the Canucks didn't have playoff success then, but dude, Marcus Nazlin was such a good player, man, and people need yeah. to give him his flowers more, man. Like, I Marcus Nazlin was so, like you said, his wrist shot was so lethal, man. He could pull up yeah. on the on the ice on the center circle yeah. and rip a shot in. So yeah. accurate, so deadly accurate. And the one thing is. He's used a wood stick. So for all you guys yeah. that don't play hockey, yeah. you never play hockey, okay, <laughs> you see, like, the, of course, the lighter compass sticks. The wood stick is, of course, heavier. And he would flex that thing and get that whip on that puck, and it was yeah. nasty, dude. If you, could, if you could flex a stick, even if you played, like, ball hockey or any other hockey, with a wooden stick and get a good, you're like, this guy's different. Dude, he, <laughs> I don't know what it was, man, but he was, like, one of the last players to use a wood stick. Yeah. And just the way he shot the puck, dude, it was so nice. And his game was so silky, man. And like yeah. you said, he, was, he wasn't he was so brash or anything like that. He was humble and he was yeah. quiet like that. And like I said, Marcus Nazlin definitely was uh, number one for me. Is it, I think he's the only Canuck to make an NHL cover. Oh, only one to make the EA Sports one, which is the only one that really yeah, matters. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Ryan Kessler is on one of those the NHL 2K ones, which is not NBA 2K. It's like the yeah, yeah, yeah. version yeah. of it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Marcus, NHL 2005. I remember I got it for Christmas. And when I was like, uh, yeah. I got it. And I was literally like the, the happiest kid of my life. Like, I swear to God, I was like, oh my God. I, oh my God. Oh my God. For PlayStation 2. I was like the happiest day of my life. Um, but yeah, Marcus Nazan. All right, let's go to number two. Who's your number two guy? Number two, I got my boy. So once I started watching that, and then I started slowly transitioning to football. And this is like pretty obvious, I guess, just because most people have it. But uh, Michael Vick, mm-hmm. I don't even, this is like a no-brainer from like back in like the 2000s era. So I'm starting to watch football and I'm, I, I started to pick up the game and I see this guy on ETL and I'm just like, God damn, that dude is just, quarterbacks don't play like this. Back then, yeah. especially quarterbacks, they didn't play like oh, that. Yeah. And, Back then, they're all just standing statues in the pocket, right? They're yeah, standing. and Michael Vick is out here throwing dimes. And he had, a, like, one thing I feel like people really underestimate about Michael Vick is they all loved the when he scrambled and made those amazing plays. The dude had a cannon of an arm. Just flick it. Flick it. You're left-handed. Flick it. I'm left-handed. left-handed. Yeah, yeah. He so was left, I left-handed. Him, like, and I'm like, God damn, it's always, it comes up with velocity. Just like, I was like. It was on a rope too, bro. You know, some quarterbacks were like, like wobbly spirals. It was so tight in this. Like yeah. Rope, oh my dude. God, dude. Yeah. And I remember like, and he played on Atlanta with that jersey, the throwback Atlanta jerseys. He, it was he, just. Those were the most popular jerseys, bro. I, I still like, if I could get, find a number seven Michael Vick Atlanta Falcons, that, that red one or the black one. But like yeah. the, oh, dude, those are such clean jerseys, bro. I, he was the nicest jersey out there. Yeah. What I liked about Vic was that he kind of had that, like, Allen Iverson to him, where, like, he brought a culture to ba- uh, football mm-hmm. where you don't have to be the traditional quarterback where you sat in the pocket throwing dimes left, right. No, Michael Vick's like, I can do that, but, like, watch how fast I am. Crossover. It's just this way. I'm like, it was just mesmerizing to me. I'm like, yo, and he's, like, undersized playing this position. And even though they didn't, like, win stuff, but he was still getting his team with what he had at the time to, like, conference semifinals or even that. Remember yeah, he, made, he, took, he took his team to the NFC Championship game against the Philadelphia team. That, that team was insane, Donovan too. McNabb, Terrell Owens, <laughs> Brian Dawkins. Dawkins. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah. yeah, dude. Like, Vic, Vic was legit in Atlanta. And the funny thing was, the watching his evolution from when he was at his peak of his powers in Atlanta, and then he kind of, you know, of course, went to jail and came out. He came yeah. out as a better true quarterback in Philadelphia, remember? Because yep. yep, he, studied, he studied the game more, right? Yep. He studied the playbook more. He spent more time on the on watching film. Yeah. And you saw that. Like, I was watching, um, I forget what it was. I saw it on Instagram. It was Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. He was talking about the, they called the Monday Night Massacre and they beat the Redskins by like oh, that was, that a was bunch a of points, right? Yep. And he's like, he's like, Michael Vick was on such a hot streak that year where he came into the huddle and he said, all right, I'm going to throw a 70-yard bomb to Deshaun Jackson on the first play. And Deshaun Jackson was like, oh, shit. Like, I got to, like, bring my thing up, bring my A game here, right? Yeah. And he's like, he's like, like, he's like, dude, Michael Vick came in, hooped to the bootleg, and he saw me wide open. He, he 
flung it. He's like, he just flicked his wrist and I saw the ball just come in the air. And he said, like, I had to turn the Jets on to go get it. And that's Deshaun Jackson, bro. He's like yeah, one no, of the yeah. fastest driving yeah, shoes I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. And he's like, dude, I'm telling you right now, Michael Vick, just like you said, bro, if Michael Vick injuries didn't have Michael Vick in Philadelphia, they could have made some real damage in Philadelphia. Oh, 100, 100%. Michael, like one thing I want people to realize is like when you throw a football, it's really hard. If you're trying to throw it uh, deep. It's not throwing a baseball or tennis ball, man. It's Michael like, Vick made it look effortless when he threw the ball down the field. It's just like a wolf, and it would, and it had so much velocity on, it, and it'd be perfect. And I'm like, yeah. if Michael Vick did it, I felt like for him, he's he. I think in his mind, he always realized he was the fastest player on the field at all times. It did not matter. Yeah. So for him, it was like I'm running, and then I'll throw. But if I always thought if he thought it the other way around, he would have been amazing. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that. But my number two, and you mentioned him earlier. Mr. Allen Iverson. Mr. Allen um, Iverson. I think for me growing up, like, of course, that when Allen Iverson was coming up and stuff like that, like, I remember, like, I really, I didn't get into basketball until I like, really, like, when I was, like, I'm saying, like, 2005, 2006. And Allen Iverson was, like, the it guy then, right? Like, he was, yeah. like, the guy in yeah. the NBA, right? And, you know, he, he, he was different. Right? He was yeah, wearing he was. the throwback jerseys, getting his hair braided Swag. on the side of the on the side of the on the bench, right? And I think Allen Iverson was he was something fresh that the NBA never saw. He's a cultural icon, right? I put that thing up on Instagram a couple of days like, yeah. last week where there's an old interview we had with Stephen A. Smith. Where he was basically talking about how he's like he took accountability for everything he's ever done. And he was saying, like, I didn't there's another part of this clip where he was telling like because I think it was LeBron's first or second year. He's like, look, yep, yep, like they're waiting, they're waiting for, waiting you, for you to mess up so they can come after you. He's like, they come after me all the time because I'm different. But that's who I am. I'm not fake. I'm not a phony, right? Yeah. And that's what made Allen Iverson so great. Like, I'll never forget, like, this This one thing that LeBron said was always, like, just truly showed me how great Allen Iverson was. Where he said, I never wanted to be Michael Jordan. I wanted to be Allen Iverson because Allen Iverson came up in the same way, like, all these players came up, like LeBron or whatever. Through like yeah. a tough, you know, tough circumstance, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And he made it cool to wear a sleeve, he made it cool to have tattoos from your head to toe, have braids or whatever like that, right? Like it definitely, bro, Allen Iverson was such a cultural influencer, right? Michael Jordan might be the greatest player of all time, but Allen Iverson might have the greatest impact on the game of basketball in all sports, possibly, than Michael Jordan, because Allen Iverson made it cool to be who you wanted to be out there and not have anything, not army rep, not be afraid, sorry, of being it. Like the man had a, had the coolest commercials with Jada Kiss. I don't know if you've ever seen yeah, those commercials. Yeah, like, those are the sickest commercials ever yeah. with, the, with the Reebok The Answers, bro. Like, yeah. I think Allen Iverson, like, he was not only a killer on the court, one of the best players of, of all time, but his cultural impact, man, is just something that will never, ever be seen before because all these athletes now have all this individuality. Where did they get it from? They got it from Allen Iverson, right? So, And plus, he, 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 he created the NBA dress code, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I Allen Iverson is just like you can't talk about basketball and not talk about Allen yeah. Iverson. And that's the definition of a true greatness. Like you cannot tell the story of basketball without yeah. mentioning Allen Iverson's name. I felt like Allen Iverson was that dude where you know when the teacher tells you like here's the rules and you better not break them. Allen Iverson's like, you know what? Fuck nah, me. I'm gonna I'm gonna be me. And yeah. if you like it, you like it. Other than that, I don't care because and that's then he. He's so- polarizing bro like he paved the way for everybody else yeah he did like and th- that's what makes him so great in my opinion was that ai was like no i'm gonna wear braids no i'm gonna have a tattoo i'm gonna wear a shooting sleeve i'm gonna wear a mink coat i'm gonna wear throwback jerseys right hey. like th- and that's what people love man he was being himself he wasn't being like um like you know how we get on other athletes for not speaking their mind or speaking their opinion man he had the most iconic rant of all time we're talking about practice man not the game that i go out there and die for not the game you see me play you see me play in the arena no no what about practice like, I'm, that's what i'm saying like he i mean he's just a, the one of the group uh, one of the athletes that has one of the greatest influences of all time in sports in my opinion I honestly feel like Allen Iverson, especially like the era that we come from, like mm-hmm. there, like during our time, we saw older kids, right? Especially in our community and where we kind of like grew up. It's mm-hmm. like, I saw people where I was watching them. I also watched Allen Iverson. So many kids that were older than me were copying exactly what Allen Iverson had. The jersey, mm-hmm. tuck it in, halfway baggy jersey. Yeah, on one exactly. Side. Oh my God, it was different. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, you know, like, I mean, like that whole like Allen Iverson, like that whole era, like, you know, when we were younger, like the whole Iverson, Michael Vick, yeah. um, all these guys, they kind of like, these younger, these younger kids won't understand, bro. Like, yeah, they won't understand, like, 
how different that era was. Like there was really not any social media then. There wasn't any of like, you know, instant access and stuff like that. But dude, those guys were some of the coolest guys you'll ever see. Like easily, easily. Let's go. Who's your number three? Number three, this guy, I don't think he gets enough respect. Nobody really talks about him anymore. Again, he's from our era. Sorry to the young generation. Like, who are these guys talking about? By the way, if you don't know anybody we're talking about, just go look it up on Google. <laughs> yeah. So my third home, I'm going to go with T-Mac. Tracy McGrady. Ooh. Tracy Oh, my God. Orlando I Magic, remember, Tracy McGrady. Oh, oh, T-Mac. My God. At one point in my life, I thought T-Mac was the best player I ever saw. And I... And you could probably agree with me when T-Mac was on Orlando cooking people, bro. Like, it didn't matter. With that throwback jersey, oh, my God. The Orlando throwback jersey with the stars. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I just... Yeah. Have you, have you seen that one time where he, it was in, when he was in Orlando in the playoffs to play Detroit? He dunked on that one guy and LeBron, like, just got out of his chair. Yeah, and, LeBron's like, what? That was high school LeBron. High school LeBron, right? Like, yeah. like definitely, dude. Chase McGrady, if injuries never derailed him, and I think if he... He wasn't like a workout warrior or anything like that, but his game and his skill set was, oh my God, man. His game was, like, you know, we say Paul George's game was so smooth. Yeah. Tracy McGrady's game was even smoother. smoother. Yeah. But what I saw with T Mac was like, I felt he had the perfect physique for basketball. Like, a lot of people think that you got to be like jacked, ripped, like look like LeBron. LeBron's just a different, like, just leave LeBron out of like. LeBron's a, he's a different thing, bro. Just don't even yeah. just leave him out of the Like, if, if you look that. at the build of like a Kobe Bryant T Mac, they had like a similar build, like slender, they weren't, not they weren't too buffed big. up, but they were leaned out and they had yeah. like, they were, they were, had, they had athletic ability and they were yeah. long. They had long yeah. arms and stuff like that. They had good basketball physiques to play mm-hmm. the game to what how it worked t-mac had a jumper that to me was like just get catch it in in and remember he Dude, scored he, like 14, 15 points 14 or 15 <laughs> points in like 30 seconds yeah yeah oh like, my god Dude, t-mac t-mac was legit i remember I had, I had a tracy mcgrady uh, adidas poster in my room when i was younger oh, yeah, yeah. i thought tracy mcgrady was like i wasn't a big t-mac fan but like yeah. i definitely think t-mac dude he was like his game was like he was like he was a skywalker right yeah. he was a smooth with the handle and he had could shoot the ball bro he could shoot Dude, the ball people like t-max offensive game was so insane that even kobe was like yo like this 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 dude was bad like i yeah. had trouble with t-max and another thing like t-max like a lot of people remember like we remember from like orlando right on houston his like first couple years that man was different because he played with the owl remember yeah Remember that donkey on Sean Bradley? Yeah, dude, he just oh ex- did the rip Sean Bradley a new one out there, man. <laughs> oh my god, like, dude, like, dude, T Mac was. I think T Mac was like in his prime. He was like, you know how people say, and what MVP Paul George was like, bro. You know, T Mac was there, but T Mac had a little bit higher offensive ceiling. In my Way, opinion. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you think T-Mac. about Paul George, not this past year, but the year before in Oklahoma City, where he was, I think that was like the peak of Paul George, right? Yeah. I think T Mac was that. Not as much on the defensive end, in my opinion, but yeah, yeah, yeah. more on the offensive side, right? They had a similar yeah. physique, similar skill set, because PG can handle and shoot too, right? If all the younger people. Yeah. But T-Mac, but T-Mac, I just feel that T-Mac had so much more. T-Mac was a killer. Arsenal. T-Mac offensive was a arsenal that yeah. not a lot of players have, right? His offensive arsenal, I put him in like the Carmelo. T-Mac, yeah, but he's, in the, he's a bucket Kobe, getter. Bro. He's, like a certified, he's a certified bucket getter, bro. Like yeah. T-Mac is like. Ah, dude, like T Mac was cold, man. He was a cold, cold cat. Out my there. first, my first ball shoes were T Mac's. Yeah, T Mac Adidas is right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, so now we're on number three for three. me. I think you know what? This is gonna be a little more recent, a little more recent. Um, for all you guys out there, but I think Marshawn Lynch, bro. Not being oh, a Seattle Seahawks fan, yeah. Marshawn Lynch, ah, uh, dude, like I'm telling you right now, like I still love him more than I love Russell Wilson. I still love him more than I love DK Metcalf. I loved him more than I loved Richard Sherman, Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas. Guys, because there's just something about him, bro. Like he was even the those guys were better for him. But dude, the way Marshawn Lynch just was without Marshawn Lynch, Seattle Seahawks don't win a Super Bowl. They're not. They're not that. that he was. He was. He was the engine, bro. He was the. He was the Seattle Seahawks. Yep. He, he was. was yep. The whole Legion of Boom. He brought the boom, bro. Like he was. Yeah. And people think Marshawn Lynch was just a physical runner, bro. Bro, Marshawn Lynch, have you seen this guy? He was able to cut back, juke, and he had yeah. speed on him too, man. And Marshawn Lynch was a complete back, bro. He could catch too, right? And he was so... He just had that aura, that presence about him, bro. It's like, it's beast mode. Like, that's one of the best. Like, you know what I'm saying? They said Megatron's one of the best nicknames. Yeah, 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 beast mode. Bro, beast mode became a verb because of him. Like, yo, you're going into beast mode, right? Like, Marshawn Lynch... 
I'm telling you, dude, like he embodied that put that whole culture of, you know, competing everything around him like that. He was that culture in Seattle, right? And I, I went to the game last year against Sam Fran where they played, where Marshall Lynch came back, right? Yeah. And I, I swear to you, God, dude, man, I could not stop clapping. and The whole stadium was shaking, bro, when he came out on the field. Like, that's how big of a guy Marshall Lynch is. You know, he never talked, like you said Kyrie never talked to the media and stuff like that, but Marshall Lynch didn't say much either. But he's just about that action, boss. He's Bro, I loved Marshawn Lynch. I felt like that run that he had against the Saints just after that year just changed the entire culture of how, what the Seattle Seahawks were. Dude, people forget about the run he had against Arizona too, where he just oh, fucking oh, threw oh, yeah. Patrick Peterson off the side. Like, get the yeah. fuck off me. Right? I definitely, I definitely think Marshawn Lynch, man, he's definitely one, of, like, definitely one of my favorite athletes of all time. Yeah, I mean, Marshawn Lynch, when I like the thing I really appreciate about Marshawn Lynch, he did a lot of things that most running backs don't like doing. Like, he's a physical running back, but if like Patrick Willis was coming on a blitz, Marshawn Lynch was picking up that blitz and giving Russ time. There's not too many running backs that was going to pick up a blitz from Navarro Bowman and. Patrick yeah. Willis and, and hold their guys was, and those guys were just they get there's a video of Marshall Lynch breaking Ray Lewis's ankles but yeah you know like that's Ray Lewis we're talking about yeah bro. like I mean like Marshall Lynch he's just he's just iconic bro like there's never gonna he, be another Marshall Lynch no no way like Marshawn yeah. is just different I feel yeah. like the, the what Seattle had all like that, that run they had is like even though Marshawn only spoke like maybe like 10 words out to throughout the season you just he just led by example. You, yeah, you knew what you were was, get with he was he was the Seattle Seahawks. Now, I mean, it didn't end well after the whole Super Bowl thing, but I mean, what is what it, it is, is what it is. It is what it is. Okay, my number four, my number four is the reason where like I got deeply involved in football and I just loved everything about this guy. My boy, Ed Reed from the Baltimore Ravens. Ed Reed was nasty, dude. Ed Reed was nasty, man. Oh, this guy was insane. I hated Baltimore because I remember they played Dallas like the first season I started getting into football. I'm like, who is this guy? He picked off the ball like three times and it was just nasty. Because it was essentially a receiver playing the safety position, but with just like freakish athletic ability and just super smart. Dude, Ed Reed was a ball hawk out there, man. Like you look at it, like his ability to cover... Like not like just cover cover over the top and just be able to roam like roam the center of the field and just you know jump jump over there jump over there like Ed Reed bro like like you said bro he was a part he was different bro he's a different breed out there safety man like you remember how Earl Thomas had was had that speed we talked about Earl Thomas's speed and ability yeah Ed yeah. Reed had that but Ed Reed had better on ball skills yeah, yeah, easily it was legit easily. throwing to a receiver but that was playing on the defensive end and things, he could take it, it back to the house too Ed Reed had the oh, he, thing that, <laughs> like he would take it back to the house and all the time. Right? Isn't he the all-time leading uh, sa- uh, safety uh, in the safety position and in ca- uh, interception turning into touchdowns? And he I'm going to punt- Google online. But I, <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was the number one safety with the most interceptions. That he Edry, took touchdowns. The Edry does 13 touchdowns. So, as, a, yeah. as a safety. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> definitely, bro. Ed Reed, was, Ed Reed was the truth. And he played on... Probably one of the best college teams ever, the Miami Hurricanes. Hey, that not only had him, you, Sean Taylor, right? Yep. Antro Roll, Andre yep. Johnson was on there. Jeremy yeah. Shockey. Uh, what's it called? Um, You're pretty uh, impressive with this right now. I kind of Clinton really Portis was on that team. Clinton Portis was a sick running back too. Um, but yeah, man, like definitely, I think Ed Reed was definitely. I, I always feel like. Now that we see CBs and we see like more safeties, there aren't really like too many flashy like CBs or like safeties. Like back in the era, like there's, like, how- there's a few, man. There's like Jalen Ramsey's, like Jalen Ramsey. There, I mean, with Sherman in his prime, Revis wasn't very flashy though in his, yeah. in his prime. Revis was just that stone cold killer. Yeah. Um, Another thing I wanted to say is that like, I feel like this era is a lot more passing era. So when I see CBs and like safeties not getting interceptions compared to the era before, that was a, mo- a lot more run-oriented first. Hmm. So you're not seeing the same opportunity of trying to pick these balls off, right? And he played against maybe the greatest era of a quarterbacks of ever in football, maybe. I think like, what was it called? I think Bill Belichick would always have to like have a separate game plan for Ed Reed. Right, yeah, that yeah. that is right. There's the ultimate amount of respect. And Bill <laughs> yeah. Belichick has to, and Bill Belichick loved Ed Reed. Right? Yeah, he did. And Bill Belichick always said that whenever Ed Reed, and Tom Brady said the same thing too. Whenever yeah. Ed, we feared Ed Reed. 
Yeah. Right? Because Ed Reed was such a different difference maker out there in the safety because he could cover any part of the field and yeah. break a break on the ball that nobody yeah. else could make, right? Yeah. There's that clip. I think what you're alluding to is the NFL films where they're preparing for the 2012 or 2011. It was one of the, one of the times they faced up in the playoffs, yeah. And then they're like, uh, they're in the discussion. They're like, where's Ed? We need to know where Ed is all the time. Do at not throw time. Ed's way. Do not throw that way. Yeah. Like that's Tom Brady and Bill Belichick saying the, two, the best coach way. quarterback pair of all time. And they're saying, watch out for Ed Reed. Don't throw it to Ed Reed's way, yeah. right? Like that definitely is like much respect for my boy ed definitely turn. bro definitely um number four i think i think i know who your last is gonna be i think you know who my number five is gonna be too <laughs> i have a feeling it's gonna i, be I don't state the obvious they already know what this I, is i think Mark. we know who number five is gonna be now you, you might be you might surprise me but yeah um for me it's gonna go back to basketball man kobe bryant uh kobe bryant was probably yeah, you took mine so we'll just oh no i well i thought we knew the same the, the next one oh okay <laughs> um but yeah like for me like kobe bryant um was yeah. definitely um one of my favorite players now i i'm gonna be honest with you man i like number eight kobe more than i like number 24 kobe a lot like, of people say 24 kobe is like the real kobe i'm just saying i i don't like for me like i just love number eight kobe because he i dropped, do too he dropped number eight, he dropped 81 right like he, like he, I think number eight Kobe was the peak Kobe where he was getting like 35 points, averaging 35 points a game. Right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Right. Like Kobe 24, Black Mamba. Yeah. He won the two titles and all that. And he really like just said that, like that, that, like that. He won his MVP wearing 24 as well. But I just think young Kobe, bro, he had the bounce. He had the, 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 the fro. He had the fro Kobe. Yeah. He had the song with Tyra Banks. I yeah. mean, I think number eight Kobe was just like, he was young. He was full of energy. Um, he was something fresh, right? And he was fearless, bro. And, you know, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. And I just think, like, Kobe Bryant was, like, he defied so much. Like, people say he was the, Michael, the, 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 like, the closest thing we ever saw to Michael Jordan, right? And the thing that we – like, for us, we never got to see Michael Jordan play in his prime, right? But to see Kobe Bryant and Kobe Bryant, like – like the whole mom, like I have the book Mamba Mentality, right? I've read it. And to understand like how Kobe Bryant like functioned as an athlete where he would win a, if he wins a title and then t- two weeks later or like the, the couple weeks later, he's back on the gym for the next year, right? Yeah. Like that doesn't happen, right? Like Kobe Bryant was so different, bro. Like, um, and he, people forget like Kobe Bryant was a, like Kobe Bryant was a social icon too, man. Like he yeah. was like, he, he had the commercials. He had music videos. He he was like, dude, he was it, man. Like he was. Like, I remember LeBron saying that like he went to China, and he thought he was big. He went to China. Oh with yeah, Kobe. I remember this. Yeah, he went to China with Kobe, and he's like, oh, I'm not that big, bro, because Kobe yeah. Bryant was bigger than me. Right? I think Kobe Bryant, like worldwide at that time when they were both at their peak, people loved. Like I think Kobe. I think I think LeBron big. really got picked up kind of after Kobe kind of passed his prime, right? Yeah. Like once you kind of got into the, this late, the last decade, he still kind of took over Kobe, Kobe Bryant, right? Before the social media boom, Kobe was it worldwide. Kobe, Kobe was it, bro. Kobe was the biggest athlete in the world. Yeah. And time, then right? once the social media thing came over, that's when like LeBron went like a bit more up higher. Yeah. Higher than now that also helped that Kobe was kind of phasing into the end yeah. of his career, right? But yeah. like I said, man, like Kobe, Kobe was... Kobe was it, dude. Man, yeah. I know you're gonna say his name right now too, probably. And yeah. Let's see what you. So my, this is my fifth last one. Um, so this is really hard for me because I mean I'll, I like Kobe, and then there's obviously the day one homie, which is like LeBron, and I love Kobe and I love LeBron. I love Kobe's work ethic and I love LeBron's personality and just how he is as a human being. So I'm gonna have to go with. LeBron here just because that's my day one, I guess. Don't worry, that's my number five, five one two. LeBron. <laughs> yeah, LeBron, obviously, we know all the accolades. Yeah. I'm not even going to talk about the basketball perspective because we all know that. The number one thing I loved about LeBron James is me being this young kid that I didn't know too much. He never, like, he was always the perfect role model where there's no mistakes. 
the only mistake that I've ever seen him make was just like the Miami decision. Even that was not just the way he came made his decision. The way yeah, he, yeah. he announced his decision was a lot of people thought that was bad. And even though that decision and all the money that was going was going to charity, so mm-hmm. it's like okay, we really can't blame him. But we're gonna nitpick because LeBron has such a flawless. He, he doesn't. He do, you'll see LeBron anything leak where he's like, oh, he was out last night with two three girls never seen no, don't man. happen lebron james was caught smoking in oh we, we don't see that lebron james got caught on a gun charge no like no it just doesn't happen the guy is a flawless i feel like he embraces like the acceptance of being a role model to like kids and like people that look up to him that's the one thing i appreciate about this guy is like he is just a good role model to so many people that if you look at him, you're like, yo, that's a good role model. Like, that's somebody I can look up to 100%. and that's something I can do. And that's who I inspire to be. 1,000%. And like, I agree with you. That's why my number five is LeBron James, right? Number five, probably the biggest, my most favorite athlete of all time is LeBron James, right? Yeah. Where being a kid, just looking like, you see, I remember like the first time I like, really got an NBA video game was NBA 2005 for PS2 with Carmelo Anthony on the cover. Shout out Carmelo. Another one one of the favorite. greatest NBA games of all time. One of my iconic, right? And I remember like, I, I never really got into, this is how I really got into basketball. I started playing the game, right? I'm like, oh, yeah. maybe I'll start watching it, right? Yeah, yeah. And this was like, you know, LeBron's sec first year in the league and stuff like that. Yeah. And like, I just started following him going forward, right? And... Man, like you, like you said, LeBron, like his game speaks for itself. Like his game is his game, his play is his play, his accolades on the court, his accolades on the court, right? Yeah. But you, like you said, like like he always says, "I'm more than an athlete." Yep. He's more than an athlete, bro. He's he's not even an athlete, bro. He's just he's just LeBron James. Like he's an athlete. He's a philanthropist. He's a role model. He's a business guy. He's he's everything, man. And yep. the fact like LeBron is such a great role model, like you said, because a you know, he's never been in trouble with legal issues. He's always gives back to the community. He promotes social justice. Play, of course, spot on. And he's got personality, bro. Yeah. Like, you know how you know how we say, like, like athletes don't have personality or athletes are run-of-the-mill? Like, LeBron, you know, he learned to take it from Allen Iverson, right? He is, he is who he is and he's comfortable in his own skin. Now, there has been times where he has not always done that, but that's everybody, right? But for majority of the time, LeBron James is LeBron James and he's comfortable with who he is. Yeah. Right? By him saying, I'm the best basketball player in the world. Well, of course we know that, right? Yeah. Like LeBron, but LeBron, and the thing with this is LeBron gets the most amount of love, but he also yeah. gets the most amount of hate too. Yeah. Right? And he's such a polarizing figure. And the thing, the thing that impresses me the most is LeBron came into the, the LeBron came into like the, the medium spot when he was 16 years old. Yeah. He's how old is he now? He's 36. <laughs> yeah. Not around there. He's 30 something. 30, yeah, something. Think about this. He came in 2002. It's almost been 20 years he's going to be in the social media spotlight. Still the yeah. media spotlight, right? Yeah. It's crazy, dude. It's crazy how this man, the whole world seen him go from 18 year old kid, joined the Cleveland Cavaliers to now being a he's the champion of the Los Angeles Lakers and everything in between. Global Build, icon. Building a school, you know, giving back to the community, standing up for this, you know, standing for this uh, social injustice, standing up for. You know, Black Lives Matter, whatever. LeBron, there's a reason they call him the king, man. He's the king of he's the king of the sports world. Like, I get it. There might be bigger athletes in Europe that are social, that are like you know Ronaldo, Messi, those guys. Yeah. But globally, bro, nobody, nobody is LeBron James. Like there will never ever be another LeBron James, another LeBron James prototype. Nothing like that. Nobody will ever come close to be anything like LeBron James on or off the court. Right on the court, you're not gonna find a guy who's gonna be built like him ever again. Off the court, yeah. there's never gonna be an athlete with this much public scrutiny on him who will ever be this squeaky clean. Tiger Woods, they thought Tiger Woods was gonna be that. He had his personal problems. Kobe Bryant went through personal problems, yeah. right? Everybody goes through something, right? Whether it's warranted or not, but LeBron has just always been that guy where he's done everything in the right way. LeBron has done everything. He's Almost a sense, I'm not gonna say he's perfect, so he's perfect, right? But he's the closest thing, dude. And I yeah. think, without like, I think any kid that wants to get into sports or any kid that wants to, um, you know, have a role model, I think LeBron James is the one to start off with because LeBron, look where he came from, man. He, and yeah. he, and the thing is, he never left his friends behind, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, 
he took on, he brought in Maver- his buddy Maverick Carter, who's now being successful. Rich Paul, right? All these guys that were part of his inner circle before are now being successful, whether it's in their own business ventures and stuff like that. And that's something that like shows you the type of guy he is. He took his friends with him from the hood and brought him with him, right? And that's something that's, that's unreal. That is just like ultimate, like, I fuck with you guys and I'm not just saying that I'm just not saying that just cause like, you know what I mean? Because there's a lot of people that, you know, personally, maybe where like you, you might've been friends with them, but once they get whatever they have or like whatever their, their desires, success success changes people, success and money changes people. And it it hasn't changed LeBron. Yeah. After that to like, to them, you're like, yo, what's up? And then they, they, you know, they don't have the same vibe as they used to. And they they, have like a different aura to them. Yeah, your ego gets pumped up, right? 100%. And LeBron, yeah, he's the best. He's probably one of the richest athletes in the world. But he's still, people always say he's still LeBron. Like, he's still LeBron from what he was when he was 18. Yep. Right? The, the ultimate, like, I feel like it's whatever your goal is of being successful is, right? Everybody has different goals of being successful. Yeah. So once you do reach the level you think as, and you have the ability to the people that were with you from day one and you know what they've done for you and you know what kind of relationship you have you could be like hey like yo what do you what what ideas you guys have because now i'm here like i can support you i want you to i have the platform i have the platform now where i can see that how your ideas are right and you should uh, you're right man like success does change people like if you become successful and you forget the people that helped you out on the way out there then i mean i'm not gonna like it's, it's very hard because you can never forget where you came from, right? At the end of the day, man, if like, if wherever you go in your trials, wherever your life takes you and stuff like that, you can never forget where you came from. Like, I will never, ever forget that I'm from Surrey, British Columbia, Canada, right? Yeah. That's where I'm from. Like that, yeah. no matter where I go in my life, no matter where I am, wherever, wherever the thing called life, the game called life takes me, I'm never going to forget that I'm from Surrey, British Columbia, Canada. That's where I'm from. I'm never going to forget that people... That were with me that I've grown I've grown up with, right? I've never been freaking out to spread those people. And likewise too, man. Like you never forget like those people and you never you should never let success change you and dictate you and forget who helped you when you had nothing, right? Hundred percent. Yeah, man. That's just real right there. That's, that's <laughs> real talk. We don't talk more than we talk, we talk more than sports. We talk about real life situations too. Yeah. Um but yeah, man, that's so let's go review your list. So you had um Marcus Naslin. Marcus Naslin. <laughs> Um, I had uh, T-Mac, T-Mac, Ed Reed, Ed Reed, you LeBron had James, LeBron James. Who am I missing? This is hilarious. <laughs> Who did I have? A second, I had a second player. Um, uh, shit, wow. Oh, Michael Vick. Yeah, Michael Vick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How could you forget? Now, for me, yeah, it was yeah, Nazi. Marcus Naslin, first hockey player I ever yeah. fell in love with. You had Marshawn Lynch, Marshawn Lynch, uh, Kobe Bryant, Allen Iverson, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, LeBron James. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, we'd love to hear from you guys to see. Yeah, actually, yeah. Let's see. Uh, let's are. see what other people's top five athletes of all time are in regard, whatever sport, soccer, basketball, football, whatever, baseball. I know. Hey, there's a lot of people that love baseball out there too, right? Like I know. I actually, I'm going on the baseball thing too. There's a couple of baseball players that I love too growing up. Like, I, I do love, too. I do too. Like, but they, I can't. <laughs> like, like I'm not gonna be. I'm not even gonna lie, dude. Like I liked. I liked. I, I love Derek Jeter. I thought Derek Jeter was. Derek so Jeter, the OG, bro. Love Derek Jeter was so cool. He used to wear the Jordans on the baseball field, yeah. and I was like, cool as hell. Um, who's I like? have a rival of theirs that I used to like, if you can guess. David Big Poppy. Yeah, my boy Big yeah. Poppy. Yeah, dude, I, uh, Big Poppy. He has some swag yeah. too. Even like the guys like. These guys, these obscure guys that nobody will remember. Like, there's, there's this one pitcher he played for the Marlins. His name was Dontrell yeah. Willis. I remember Dontrell Willis, sick. He, he had the, he had the craziest windup, but yeah. he would like, he had these fat diamond studs in his ears. Yeah. And stuff like that. He was, he was sick. And then there was like Ichiro Suzuki. Ichiro was another one too. <laughs> like, I tell you, man, like this. I used to be a big baseball guy too. I'm not I did too because when you're younger, I feel like I just wanted to be like this, this savant of sports. So I'm, like, I'm watching everything, everything that comes on TV. I used to watch baseball all the time. I used to watch yeah, the Toronto. Mariners. The Mariners yeah, I used to were watch the local Blue Jay games yeah. when I was like Roy Holiday, was like Roy, Roy Holiday, and the, those, yeah. and the Blue Jays had those black jerseys, not those, yeah. not the blue ones that all these people have now, bro. The Toronto Blue Jays had a black jersey before. Vernon that Wells, Vernon Wells, bro. <laughs> Yeah, man, dude, I'm telling you right now, those those Toronto Blue Jays jerseys are so sick. The black ones, oh geez, those are the OGs. Um, but yeah, man, like those, like I'm telling you right now, man, like whatever you people have, so many different athletes they love, like even like people like Usain Bolt or whatever, right? Like, whatever, man, like people love. That's the one thing about sports. You can like any sport and have five, five favorite athletes that are totally different than somebody else, right? Yep. 
Um, but yeah, man, what the last thing we want to talk about was, of course, a little bit more of a serious thing. For our um, people. It's for our people, yeah. So as yeah. you guys all know, um, in the Punjabi community, there's been a whole bunch of support from, you know, with our own community, right? About what's going on. We had just had the world's biggest peaceful protest of 250 peaceful. million. Peaceful. Operative word is peaceful there, people. 250 million people protesting for the Kassan rallies in India. Now, what we were talking before this right here, 250 50 million people, yeah, it doesn't get as much media attention as you would think it would be. And I don't know about you, but I think it's kind of upsetting to me where it's just like, you know, all these other social initiatives that are more than deserving of getting their, their public shine as well. But when it's our people, you don't see other people posting about it. You just see our people posting about it. Yeah. And we were talking about how, like, you know, like, so on the sports aspect of it, like we don't have athletes or that many athletes in the Punjabi community and they're doing, they're out there, you know, they're doing it, but we don't have very many out there in the public image on the athlete side that can express our platform and stuff. So that's why I know if like from you and me, like, I think even though we don't have, we have a platform through like this podcast where we can explain to people like, Hey, like this is what's going on in our community. This is why it's important to us. And this is what the message is. Right. So, I mean, like, like I said, if you want to, my, my thing is that like, like we were talking about it earlier, it's, it feels like it's only the Sikhi community that's really about this. And for me, like I'm a big time Bollywood fan. Like most people that do know I'm a big time Bollywood. I've been keeping up with it since I was a child. Yeah, man. You grew up up watching Bollywood more than before you watch Hollywood, you watch Bollywood, right? Yeah. But like when I've seen all these actors and actresses that I've grown up, like kind of like, like I've seen them almost in every movie when they're not speaking on the issue it's like why is that i you like our people are in need here i'm not saying like you have to be like just get up in there and just like we just need some sort of support from people that have platforms that are higher than just like us and other people that are talking about the issue i think the biggest thing i think the biggest thing from from my perspective is like i want to see people from like other communities speak up yes. and say that we you stand course, with us yeah. right that you stand with yeah. us and you understand like you understand like this is not just something that is like a small thing right like i think like some people just kind of brush on the rug they're from other 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 cultures whatever because oh it's just farming well people don't understand that farming creates food <laughs> food creates allows people to live right like it's, it sounds yeah. kind of like basic but like this is such an important point basic human rights it's a basic human right this gives yeah. people that like, we would not be in Canada. I would not be sitting here in Canada if it wasn't for farmers. If my family yeah. didn't have the ability our to ancestors. farm. Our ancestors. Yeah. It's our ancestry, man. It's how, yeah. it's how we were brought up, man. It's how we would not be out here without farming, right? Yep, 100%. And for the government. And the, like you said, bro, like the fact that our people are protesting peacefully. The operative word is peacefully. There's no riots. Peacefully, yeah. There's nobody knows gun, no gunfare. There's nothing like that. The fact yep. that you saw all these things from all over the world. I saw from Australia to England to the United States to Canada, whether it's Vancouver, Toronto, wherever, right? Yeah. It's peaceful. You know what I saw? On, you know what? You know what I saw in Toronto this week what? that really pissed me off? Mm-hmm. I saw a, a, something on Instagram where people were petitioning a complaint because it was they're honking. Yeah, I saw a lot of that. Yep. Yep. They were honking horns too loud. Yeah. Right. Well, because because they're protesting peacefully about something that's actually important, right? Yep. You don't, like, I, I hate to say it, but, like, you see other th- movements, stuff like that, and you don't hear a peep from anybody complaining, right? But when it's something that matters to our people, right? Yeah. And you think, you think about it, right? You think about how important it is to our people, yeah. right? About what this means, how much we give back to Canada, yep. how, much, how much we give back to people, right? Yeah, we don't get we don't get the same reciprocation back. Tax, I feel. You think I what? Feel. You think what? Right? Like people, like all these people come to our Basaki parade. They all come and eat our food. They all come here and enjoy our enjoy our, our culture and our, our things like that. A lot of people don't 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 stand with us when our, we need us the most, right? Yeah. Like you, like uh, you, yeah. Uh, quickly, uh, yeah. I mean, definitely. Like everything you said is just like totally on point. Another thing that I was gonna quickly wanted to say is like, this is I feel it's not a racist issue. It's not, but it it kind of sucks that we have like 
it's only us talking about it and like I've, I've i've been telling my friends and there's a lot of people like i feel like we we follow different like communities we have white friends we have black friends we have yeah. all sorts of friends right and there's like i've seen like a couple of my friends where they've gone above and beyond where they're posting things like in yeah. detail like this is what like this is what it is if you don't we'll educate you here's like the entire mm. post and it's like are people just choosing to ignore it or are they i think i think you know what it is like because i like you man like i have friends white friends asian friends yeah. black friends i have friends from all and that's the way i was brought up like i was brought up to not just have all brown friends or hang with yeah. one one yeah. certain group of people right yeah so i mean and i've seen people that are not punjabi post about this issue right i've seen it and it's awesome yeah. but you don't see the vast majority of it when yeah. issues pop up. And that's what like that, I think that's what's bothering people in our culture. Is like, yeah, okay, we're the first people that when other issues go on, whether it's in Canada or world, anywhere in the world, we stand up and stand with those people, right? Like yep. Black Lives Matter, Punjabi people are there, yep. right? Or whenever there's a natural disaster, people are donating to the Gurdwara. Or sorry, yep. don't, people from, from Kalsa Aid or whatever are donating, right? Yeah. But when we're going through stuff right now, you don't see anybody standing up with us. Yeah. Right? And I think that would just help this issue help even more where it definitely we're yeah. not, we're not asking people like, I'm not asking people to post anything on social yeah, media. Yeah. I'm just asking people to understand why it's such a big issue in our community. Why, why we're all, why people are so outraged right now. It's because yeah. like I said before, my last video, you're taking the people that feed you and you're cutting, you're basically cutting, cutting their hand off. You're basically saying, even though you feed us, we don't care. We, we want to take from you. Right. Yeah. And, it's like you want you know you know how says racism doesn't matter in Canada, right? Well, I talked I've said this before. It's like there is racism in Canada, especially towards people of our skin color, because we have bad stigmatisms on yeah. on ourselves, right? And we Definitely. get we do get profiled out there. Like I don't know about you, but there's been times where I've crossed the border, right? And I've gotten pulled over for a secondary for no reason, or I've been pulled over before for absolutely no reason, right? And it, it it's it's not like saying like oh Canada is a horrible country and like Canada is the best country in the world. I would want to wouldn't want to live anywhere else in the world but Canada. But racism is a real thing, bro. Like racism and all this stuff's real. And we as people of a visible minority have to go through different hurdles that certain people don't have to go through. Definitely. Right? Uh, last thing I want to quickly touch up on is um, so. Th- Think, think of it this way. Like, I feel like colorism is still a big issue. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of us Major feel issue. like it's not, but like, again, it is because the problem is here. We, if it's, if it's a white issue, white people stick to their people. If it's a brown issue, we kind of stick to our people, mm-hmm. etc. whatever you, whatever you, or uh, race whatever you come co- from. Yeah. When you go into a sports arena and you're watching a team play and they won the championship, for that 5, 10, 15 seconds of like when you're cheering and everybody's going crazy, you forget in that instance what a race, what person's background is. You're so happy that you're like, yeah, we won. And you see a person that's brown, might be white, and you're just both happy. And for that 15, 20 seconds, you're not looking at it as like, that person's brown, that person's white, that person's black, yeah. and you're united. You're you know united what? as one. That's facts, bro. And that, that's the thing I think sports, the most amazing thing about sports is this. It's like, it doesn't matter if you're brown, you're white, you're black, you're Asian, whatever, right? You guys all, when you, for example, like when the Canucks made the Stanley Cup Finals, yep. you can see people, you saw people from all walks of life coming together and, and celebrating, yep. right? You yep. see people come together. You see like when you know certain teams win titles you see these two places just come together and just come together as one and that's what we need bro yeah, in this world 100%. like we, like you need to see people unite now i'm not saying like you're not saying like one race but in the other of course we're not everybody's yeah, equal everybody's yeah. equal as people man we have even though we come we, there's bad people in every everywhere in life right there's people that every everybody has their flaws right but the one thing with sports that is so amazing like you said we're all unified as one we're all yeah. one person, right? And the thing about that is so, so crazy is like you said, when you win, you don't think, or when you're in the middle of a thing, you don't think about race. You don't think about color of skin. You just think about, oh my God, these guys won. Or, oh my God, what did these guys do? Why did we lose? Oh my God. Like you don't think about all that extra stuff that people think about. You don't think about that stuff. And that right there in itself is it's the essence of sports and what makes sports so great. Definitely. I feel like, yeah, that's like, 
if we can come together and forget about where we come from when we're cheering for the same thing of like, oh, let's have the Lakers win a championship. And we're all like in, in together, all colors, and we're standing for the same thing. When I see white. my when I see my white friends needing help, I should be there. Like they educate me, I share, and I'm there supporting them. My black uh-huh. friends, same thing. My Asian friends, same thing. We just all need to be one because at the you end know. of the day, we're all just human beings. Exactly. It like, it's not about like, oh, these guys are against us. Like we don't like. No, 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 no. Like yeah. I think it's just like it would help us even more in what we're going yep. through right now that if we had Definitely. the support of those people. That's it. Like yep. it just it's just like if you guys stand with us, it just shows how much it really means to us, right? Like if you think about like what it comes down to is like we give back, our community gives back so much, right, to other people. Right. But yet we're going through something that's really, really like one of the most difficult times out there right now. And it's just our people standing with our people, right? And that's mm-hmm. something that um it's unfortunate, but it's also just people don't know, right? And I think that's what I think just the, what we're doing right now, having a conversation about it. We're not berating other people. Conversation is yeah, we're not we're not saying one person is better than the other person. We're just saying like this is what's going on in our in our community, and we just wish people would support us. Yeah, right. And that's it. But yeah, man, that was it. That was a that was a real that was a real life talk, and that was a real real good sports talk too. Yes, sir. So, but yeah, man, like I said, thanks guys for listening. Um, we will be posting this up. And like I said, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Apple Music, Apple Podcast, all that fun stuff. And uh, take care and stay safe. Peace. Peace.